What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Futures uh, red as the bulls look to resume this two-week 7% gain for the S&P. Uh, busy news flow this week with CPI, retail sales, a Biden-Xi summit, and earnings from Walmart to Cisco. Our roadmap's going to begin with those two weeks of gains. S&P is pointing to a lower open as investors weigh this Moody's downgrade with plenty of data on tap this week. Plus, uh, shares of Boeing are rallying. It's amongst the top performers on the S&P as Emirates announces a major new aircraft order. And ExxonMobil's EV move, the oil giant, is set to get into the lithium production business that would be to provide lithium for EV batteries by 2027. Let's begin with the market set today. Get set for a very busy week, Jim. A lot of uh, commentary over the weekend on how there's positioning getting done to prepare for a year-end rally. Yeah, I mean, I think that people felt that the last two weeks were a sign that uh, interest rates have peaked, that the big numbers uh, estimates are, are too low after what happened last week, and or don't worry about it. I find that this is one of those moments, and David, you can disagree with this, but when we look at what people were thinking about last year at this time, we had people who were very, very negative. And they're sticking with what's negative, except for they were very wrong last year. <laughs> I can't help but think that you're thinking about a gentleman named Mike Wilson. Well, it's I don't want to say that I'm, uh, I don't know that, but that's where I'm guessing. Well, you know, last year, this week, he came out with a, uh, we were at 39.91 on the S&P. His base year-end case was, uh, target was 3,900 on the S&P. Uh, David, that's not right. <laughs> okay, oh. we're at 4,400. So we could sit here and discuss all we want, what this man is saying. And I'm happy to do that. Well, listen, we pointed out many times, first of all, he was right for a, a good portion of the downturn, Mike Wilson, the chief right. strategist at Morgan Stanley, and we gave him uh, a lot uh, of air. Yes, a lot of air, a lot of uh, kudos for that. But we also talked about how hard it is to be right twice. Like, okay. you know, again, to sort I mean, of like get, get the second call right is right. even more it difficult. Okay, it's I, hard I, enough to get one good call. All right, I was going over with, with my team, with Jeff Marks and Ben Stoddard before I came up here. And of all the things they, they kind of felt that I shouldn't really talk about, well, Jeff felt, who works with me on the club, why bring it up? <laughs> the only reason I bring it up is because, once again, he's made what I think is a very tepid forecast that would make you stay out. And I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying that Costin over at Goldman is saying, stop worrying. The, the estimates are fine. And uh, I also think that Goldman's outlook, John, John has his, Kind of positive. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of 24 playbooks over the weekend. And it's funny, both Goldman and Morgan Stanley are pretty dovish when it comes to the econ research. Right. Looking for core PCE in the mid twos. Fed starts to cut in June. Maybe you get a cut every quarter. Actually, MS is looking for eight cuts in 25. Oh, I, I mean, I read that and I just said, you know what? Uh, the late Marty Zweig always said, don't fight the tape and don't fight the Fed. That's a recipe, what you just heard. And I know that, that Hatsi is saying it's very similar. 
David, a, a cut 25 basis points per quarter in, uh, till second quarter of 2026, beginning late last year, uh, beginning next year. David, I'm, I mean, you, you know what that's like to have cut every single meeting? You'd be sitting here with me and saying, well, Jim, what do we do? And I'll say, well, you know, I think the Fed's going to keep cutting. And that's kind of what you want it as is. a stock picker. It's what you want. Or as a mortgage holder who's got one resetting in 2026 as well. I'm, well, you know, I'm hoping I, that that, when I was that doing, trend is correct. It's but, funny. Um, but it may not be, Jim. Well, when I was uh, you doing mentioned a year work, ago. A year ago, you. everybody was expecting we'd be in a recession uh, by okay, now. Okay, I did not. I did not say I said we were going to have a soft landing. I professed my belief in Jay Powell. You did. I did it like a thousand times. When I saw Chief Powell, I reiterated. I mean, I don't know what else to do. I mean, I reiterated. I think it was fine. Like Apple, don't trade it, own it, which, which, by the way, worked. I am a big believer in doing nothing, letting it ride. I've been saying that since the year began, let it ride. And, you know, don't trade. There are other, other people come on air, and they're like, buy Apple, sell Apple, buy NVIDIA, you got to sell NVIDIA, you got to buy. No, we're fine. I mean, I went over Apple, Amazon, Alphabet this weekend, uh, Meta. They were all fine. And if the interest rates had gone up, I think they all would have gone down. But interest rates seemed to have peaked. And they all went up. The rates were the determinant. But as far as the companies, the companies were fine. Is that why we're getting today upgrades of Oracle, CrowdStrike, uh, TripAdvisor, uh, Booking? Uh, CrowdStrike and Palo Alto are both uniquely linked to uh, growth of the cloud. Uh, I've been a huge believer in Oracle. Initially, initially wrong, but then right because you know, Oracle, David, has all the chips that Microsoft needs. So Microsoft makes a deal, Azure, with Oracle to get what? what? To get NVIDIA chips because Larry Ellison had the foresight to say, you know what? I'll take everything NVIDIA makes, and they're a very good partner of NVIDIA. Right. So Oracle, I just want to make sure I understand. So Oracle is, they're not selling their NVIDIA chips to no, Microsoft, but, but they renting, are going to. renting. Renting their data centers, which are filled with NVIDIA. And a lot of people feel that's because Larry Ellison came back. Well, I think Larry would say he never left. But Larry, Larry's always had a vision. I, you know, look, I don't think that you ever make money betting against Larry. And Larry had this vision that you're going to need all the NVIDIA chips you can get. He got them. And now yeah. Oracle is the partner of Microsoft. It, it, uh, they are. Uh, it, uh, uh, Attached to this, but not this story. Interesting, though, in the journal today, talking about electricity production in our country and how much it's going to have to increase as a result of the needs of data centers, well, which you know, are just growing at such an enormous rate, not just the building of them, but also, I mean, some of them require enor- one, an enormous amounts of energy. And that's um, why NVIDIA has been a winner, uh, because they burn coal. I mean, if you speak with Jensen Wong, the first thing he says is, we don't waste. Uh, we don't use too much energy. The second thing, I had American Electric Power on. Now, American Electric Power, when you have American Electric Power on, it's, you know, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go put on, is there any NBA? What is it? I mean, how about some college ball? I mean, Georgetown. Uh, but what happens is, is that AP, which happens to be a very, very good company, tells you, look, because of data centers, we're crushing it. Data centers and AEP, but they are. And I think if you want a data center to not burn a lot of energy, you better have NVIDIA chips inside it. And that's um, yeah, here is the uh, oh, 500 megawatts, some of them, one new data center. That's as much as it takes to power hundreds of thousands of homes. And AI, by the way, you may talk about it. It's still 
consuming even more than previous data Right, sets. but NVIDIA... Because it's would, doing... I mean, the amount okay. of computing power needed for AI is okay. just If Jensen were here, enormous. he would say, be careful because we make chips that are worth... You know, you could have, like... A thousand chips, and yeah. not do as well as the as the H, you know, as the, as the Grace Hopper, which is his premier. Which yep. I don't know. The Chinese are trying to get this week, and there is talk in the South China Post that we are going to make some deals where, as long as you say you're not going to use it militarily, we're going to give you. Wait a minute. You, We're going to go back on what we just did. We literally just said you can't even take the the last generation of NVIDIA chip effective immediately. And now you're telling me I, I'm when telling, they meet no, this week in San no, Francisco? I'm telling you the South China. Wow. CCMP. Doesn't, SCMP. Doesn't I'll, sound, I'll send you a subscription. Doesn't sound like you know how hard it is to subscribe to that thing? Doesn't sound like It's all like Zendesk. It. It's not a human. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Does, okay. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Well, no, it doesn't make sense at all. All right. But, so maybe it's not true. It, it, it's a thesis. It's a thesis. Well, you did say, uh, as the charm offensive uh, comes to this country from China this week, that we lose our resolve, as I think is how you that put it. Typically, we have. I mean, you got to go back to when uh, President Obama met Xi and they made a deal not to go, China, that China could not expand the South China Sea. This is in General Madison's excellent book. Uh, and the first thing they did right after was go to the South China Sea. Uh, but Gina Raimondo, Secretary Raimondo, was in China, and they thought they had a deal. At the same time, uh, they were hacking us. They were hacking her office while she was there. These are signs of bad will, but the South China, I, they could be completely bogus. But they're saying that our president might make a, a, might make a deal with Xi. What's the, what do we get? What do we get? Boeing planes? I don't know. That's how we've always sold our nation out as Boeing planes, <laughs> Right. Hey, have some Boeing planes and let's steal everything. Yeah, we're going to get to the impact on Boeing if, in fact, this freeze uh, gets thawed. But first, though, let's talk some diabetes drugs today. Giant Novo Nordisk over the weekend released some company data suggesting that Wagovi's benefits go way beyond weight loss. The study shows the drug cuts overall heart attack, stroke, uh, death from cardiovascular causes by some 20 percent. Uh, Jim, uh, was it as impressive as you expected? Let me talk against my position. We have a huge position, Eli Lilly, for the club. We have it for some time. Uh, Deutsche Bank says it threw cold water on the idea that Medicare is going to pay. Uh, I completely disagree with that. I think that Medicare looks at any, that 20% is a huge deal on heart attacks. But uh, let's first suggest, su- let me suggest that a, a, the American Heart Association was widely in the stock that they were going to do it because we knew beforehand that the numbers we're positive, and now we've got people saying it's no big deal. And Carl, it's a weight of the evidence thing. If you've got something that's, that can hold back uh, obesity, that can cut back diabetes, uh, that can help on heart attack, that can be good for blood pressure, the, the, I believe the insurers are gonna say that this is worth giving it to people. But I, look, do I think, I think that Louie goes down today because everyone knew. And I also think because uh, there's so much excitement here that to have any sort of chink could just bring it down. Um, you know, I'm hearing what you're he- saying. Right. Which is while, again, the stocks are reacting somewhat negatively, certainly no, stock, not, I mean, not positively. Novo Nordisk was up one and a half. And right. Eli Lilly was up six when, uh, um, when uh, Dominic Chu was on this morning. That it's well overdone. And that well, not people well are overdone. No, 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 no. That the criticism is overdone. Oh, okay. Good. I'm sorry. That I there's, you know, I'm seeing here. Uh, a lot of people picking at it, nitpicking and, and so forth. But the fact is, 
Um, what a 1.5% absolute benefit in obese patients with cardiovascular disease. It was on top of standard of care. I have one note here that says, you're talking about uh, $3.6 million per prevented event. In other words, all of the things that are prevented, kidney, heart, um, and what it would cost the U.S. healthcare system. And even if you take into account how much you're going to have to spend on Wagovi, you're still talking about a $2.2 million savings per event, well, see, which is why insurance, at I, least I, I, the belief I, of those who are talking about that is, will cover it. I, look, I think that what matters, let's cut to the chase. If you lose weight, you have fewer heart attacks. If you lose weight, your blood pressure goes down. You got to lose weight. People have trouble losing weight. One of the things that I think is behind all of this, Carl, is the belief that as great as diet and exercise are, there are people who can't lose weight because they are taking other medicines that make them gain weight. That's about five million people. They have predisposition to diabetes. That's about five million people. And they have high blood pressure, which is, I don't know. I mean, you could argue that almost everyone in America has high blood pressure because you're supposed to be 120 over 70. How many people are 120 over 70? At the same time, this thing's ripe for, this can't be a referendum on Medicare. This is a referendum on the fact that the stock ran up ahead of the AHA. I mean, I was saying all right, the last two weeks the AHA is going to be positive, you know, and it won't necessarily mean anything. Um, this is in. Yeah, you have been. Uh, and again, there's, there's some debate about whether Medicare will cover it, certainly initially. Oh, it may, and it may well not for some period well, of time. Well, maybe, maybe the they, idea, Medicare I mean, makes a deal. Maybe they make a deal. Meanwhile, to the extent you can actually save the U.S. healthcare system, some money. I mean, we spend more on healthcare in this country than every everybody. And by the way, our outcomes are not Look, that much better, if better at all. People than many need other to countries. lose weight in this country. People are overweight in this country. This helps you lose weight. I don't know what else there is. That's I know. Meanwhile, Novo is surpassed Nestle as the second biggest non-U.S. stock. Well, and NESTLES makes you fat. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's a pro- poetic. Yeah. Okay. I mean, one's a chocolate bar, and one reduces what you can have ten chocolate bars. But you don't want to have 10 chocolate no, bars. You don't, That's you don't, the you don't, thing. You don't even want a Malamore. Oh. Seasonal. Now I need some. I need some <laughs> Mal- now you put that in my head. we got to get some Malamore. Wait until you don't want brown. And cr- wait, wait till you don't want Mondelez bourbon. sent us a case of them, but they're all gone the best already. Cow, as my friend Howie Roseman would say. Howie Roseman put together an 8-1 team. What's your team's? <laughs> Howie Roseman's 8-1. People think the Eagles are bad. Yeah, we'll, break. Well, maybe we'll talk some football after a break. Yeah, that was, that was rough. That was rough. I had to be in it. The whole quarter was going. And by the way, can I just say that um, Kelsey, where is he? <laughs> we know where he is now. We don't now know where he is. When hey, we come I back. Where he's not, where he could be hit. <laughs> uh, China's Singles Day is in the books. We'll do a look at uh, how e-commerce giants, including Baba, fared on the big online sales event. We'll get, of course, to Disney, Boeing, Exxon, Tesla, and a bunch of other uh, getting set Every up for the week. In a moment. Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big-picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. China's annual Singles Day event wrapped up over the weekend. How did e-commerce players like Baba and JD fare? Eunice Yoon has uh, some details from Beijing. Hey, Eunice. Hey, Carl. Well, JD and Alibaba were both uh, mum on the total figures, though they did say that those figures grew. Uh, the sales for Singles Day, as you know, are often seen as a proxy for consumer confidence. We did get some numbers, though, from third-party data providers who said that they believe that the transactions across major sites were up by 2% at about $156 billion, so big, but still smaller than the growth that they estimated was seen last year at 2.9%. So some of the trends that we were seeing from these figures uh, this year, JD said that Apple products transactions that came in at $1.4 billion, so that's similar to last year. Uh, Xiaomi, uh, which is one of the local competitors to Apple, uh, said it saw a surprise bump of its uh, latest smartphone. Um, it was a bestseller on Baba. Uh, but uh, what people are taking away from that bump is that there are two trends. One, that a lot of Chinese consumers are preferring to buy cheaper products and also buying local. So uh, the discounts uh, that we've been seeing here have been somewhere between 40 to 50 percent. Now, this is the backdrop of President Xi Jinping's visit to the United States, uh, where he is uh, going there with a slowing economy and not a whole lot of consumer confidence. Uh, he is going to be meeting with President Biden on Wednesday, and he's also going to be a speaker at um, a dinner event for U.S. CEOs. Uh, a lot of the messaging around this visit from the Chinese side is that they're hoping that more foreign investors are going to uh, continue investing into China. And from the U.S. side, it's uh, seen as a, a, a larger strategy to boost communication with China, uh, not only with this meeting between Xi and Biden, but also as uh, the White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said over the weekend, uh, the President Biden was hoping to deepen ties and reestablish ties uh, military to military exchanges. So uh, that, in addition to um, Janet Yellen's uh, uh, meetings uh, recently with uh, her uh, Chinese counterparts, especially the vice premier, and then agreeing to come to China as part of what she had described um, an overall cadence of these contacts. Um, Eunice, it's David. Earlier, Jim and I were talking about the possibility or the expectations or whether there are any on the part of the Chinese in particular, something that they may be able to get in terms of uh, uh, concessions or even something on the chip side of things and high-end chips. Is there any conversation about that or possibility or expectation that something will actually be accomplished in terms of that? Well, there's a definite hope that there's going to be 
some movement on the front of everything that you had just outlined. Uh, so um, expert controls, uh, the easing of sanctions, uh, tariffs. We see that constantly in official statements as well as in state media. Uh, there's some discussion that uh, the Chinese might be pushing ahead with an expansion of a dialogue on AI. Uh, some skeptics here have said that that might be a way that uh, Chinese could delay the U.S. restrictions by having these discussions. Because even though uh, the Chinese have continuously pushed this idea, it's difficult to say whether or not they actually expect the U.S. to budge because one of the problems with this um, discussion that we're seeing between President Xi and President Biden is that we haven't really seen any um, movement for a fundamental change on policy with both the United States or with China, for that matter. Mm -hmm. Eunice, we'll watch it closely. A big meeting coming up on Wednesday. Uh, and, of course, we'll be on the lookout for any kind of deliver deliverables for corporates. Uh, that's our Eunice Yoon uh, in Beijing. Look at Kramer's Mad Dash. Count down to the opening bell here. Take a look at the pre-market. Uh, still some red arrows as yields are a little elevated in the wake of that uh, negative watch from Moody's on Friday. We'll talk about that as well after the break. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, we got uh, an opening bell three minutes from now, but let's squeeze in a mad dash. You, uh, some research from Guggenheim on Warner Brothers Discovery caught your eye. That quarter last week, unfortunately, caught a lot of investors' eyes, and they didn't love it. No, but this is in your wheelhouse. Guggenheim comes out today and says Warner Brothers Discovery has an NFL problem. By the way, uh, the mo 82 of the 100 most-watched programs are are the NFL this in, year. Incredible, and, isn't and it, the, yeah, And they incredible. say that they could, could a Paramount or Fox bid, I would like to think merger of equals, could be the next play. Now, David, I need you, if possible, there was a piece by Deutsche Bank that threw cold water on Eli Lilly and Medicare. Can you throw cold water on this Google Night piece? Sure. I don't. I think it's highly unlikely that you would see that kind of a deal. That, Warner Brothers Discovery in particular, I don't think views use a paramount as a as something that they need or that even gives them enough scale i think there's a sense that there's difficulty there and you want to wait it out anyway and see how things settle um how about the nba even though though, i think the possibility of consolidation overall amongst these players even the idea that our parent company comcast which was widely thought to be interested in warner brothers discovery when the tax ramifications of doing a deal expire let's call it in the spring of this year I think that's, from what I understand, less likely now. Um, there's just a different view of things right now, Jim. But sports programming and Warner Brothers Discovery, whether it's the NFL, which they don't have, or whether it's uh, the NBA, which they do. And John Malone, of course, uh, with me Great last interview. week, said it's going to be very hard for them to do the NBA at the level the NBA wants without a tech partner of some kind. Sports rights are a key here. They're right. putting a lot of pressure on these companies. And that's why tech has become so important. The Amazons, the Apples, the alphabets of the world, which can pay whatever they whatever well, they are I, demanding. I, if you go back to the commerce call of Amazon, they talked about how they got a 25% lift on Thursday Night Football and that they love it. 
So why wouldn't Amazon, by the way, is really attuned to the sports world as opposed to Google. Yeah. Even Google has the NFL package. They don't seem to monetize it. Yeah, YouTube paid for Sunday tickets See, a lot, maybe more, way more the than most, they should have. That was the most, the biggest takeaway for me of your of your great interview. Thank you. They um, pay. I, we got applause here already, but that you know Disney had a good quarter. But what's your view on on the quarter from WBD from last week? Has it changed? I, I wanted more money. I mean, it looked like the whole plan was set back to be able to put, to cut debt. That's what needs to happen. That's how you judge that stuff. Let's get the opening bell here in the CNBC real-time exchange at the big board. It's BlackRock's iShares in celebration of iShares LifePath Target Date ETFs at the NASDAQ healthcare company, health, skin health company, Beekman 1802 and Ulta Beauty for World Kindness Day. 1802 is very I think that it's great to see kind of for Christmas that's like they have a that, that's a great series of gifts. That's what people will be buying. Oh, yes. So you know, I, I don't think it's too soon to be thinking about what's going to be bought for the holidays because we're inundated with holiday ads in the NFL. Uh, it, it does seem that I, I look at it and I just think, wow. I mean, p- these companies are advertising like, man, they must feel some they must feel some strength of the consumer. Well, if they're going to advertise, as you know, they're going to do it on the NFL. We just right. mentioned it. I mean, basically, oh, television Depot. is the NFL. Like, there's not much else. And, and the NFL is television. NFL accounted for 82 of the 100 most watched programs, including 19 of the top 20 during the 2022-23 season. I think college, I mean, we don't talk about, we talk about the Big Ten package. Yeah. It's good. Little Comcast action there. Yeah. Well, it's Comcast's parent company's network. Yes, it is. College has some gravitas, and I want to leave it out. Colorado's been pulling in some eyeballs. Yeah. But look, there's no doubt about it. I mean, look, we all sit around. We all, let's say you do fantasy. I did daily fantasy. Didn't do so well. Uh, but I did fantasy like so many other people. And you have to watch the fourth quarter. The secret of the NFL is that the fourth quarter is about fantasy. Jason Robbins from DraftKings would tell you that. Most games, if it's a blowout, you just turn it off. If it's a blowout in fantasy, that is heavy. Well, you saw the record uh, five walk-off field goal oh my God. Uh, decisions the this NFL weekend, right? The NFL was just heart-stopping this weekend. Yeah. It was just, I mean, I don't even know how to rank it other than to say that it, it was just a giant windfall for Fox and CBS. Heart-stopping. Watching the New York Jets is mind-numbing. Well, that's true. Yeah. But there were a lot of great games. Yeah, there were. Um, as for the box office, uh, the Marvels is going to be uh, the lowest open for an MCU film. Maybe people all looked at the NFL on Sunday and they didn't go. Yep. Um, well, that, mar- that latest Marvel movie did not get well reviewed yep. and has not done well at the box more office. Than a, I think more than $100 million below the open of its predecessor. Yeah. And there's only one MCU film on deck for, for next year, which is Deadpool 3. Of course, a lot of discussion about the degree to which Disney went over its skis on this kind of content. Iger talked about it last week. Take a listen. We did have four really strong titles and four of the top ten in, uh, in the past year, led by Avatar, of course. But there were other successes, too. That said, as I have looked at our uh, overall output, meaning the studio, it's clear that the pandemic created a lot of challenges creatively for everybody, including for us. In addition, at the time the pandemic hit, we were leaning into a huge increase in how much we were making. 
And I've always felt that quantity can be actually a negative when it comes to quality, and I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, we lost some focus. Look, I, I think that this is, uh, the question will be whether Pelts will come in uh, and make a series of demands right now. And I think that it's very hard to do that, given the fact Wait, that... Yeah, uh, is Nelson Peltz going to help them uh, make better choices in terms of movies? So no, that's why... Sort of, yeah. I mean, and remember, Mar- Mar- Marvel, was, was, Marvel was, was Ike Perlmutter, so... It I, was, it was, and Ike Perlmutter is basically all, most of the shares behind Nelson right now. Right. Which is an interesting combination in the sense of, you know, Nelson's got fee-paying investors, but they're not really involved as much here, are they? There's not that much try-in capital in no, this position as it really is Nelson taking on the Ike's position well, Ike's to use as, as the significant wedge well, I'm sure somehow. Ike is saying, look, this By the way, the latest thing I can tell you movie. is, just so you know, that, Uh-oh, what do you got? No, that I mean, Iger has no interest in having Nelson Peltz on that board. I think that Nelson Peltz wants to see what happens. If I were Nelson, I would want to see what happens because you did get good numbers for, for, uh, for streaming. And I don't know, there's some people who feel like they, that the content was low-balled, given the fact that there was a strike. But the cost cuts are what Nelson has been wanting. And the plan for cost cuts, $7.5 billion, are what Nelson wanted. So when you get what Nelson wants, why should Nelson challenge? Uh, you mentioned uh, the strike, uh, and certainly the SAG after a, a national board has recommended approval of that tentative. What do you make of this deal at Ford and GM, where some locals, Jim, are narrowly voting against that tentative? It's just incredible how hard this thing is to resolve. And I know that Ford is so anxious to put this behind them. They know that they've got warranty issues. They know that they now have a challenge from Musk. Uh, but they really need is just a break. Because Does this mean I it's think likely w- that this deal may not no, be it's approved? Going, no, it's, it's going, going to get approved. approved. It's right? going to be approved. But I think the real issue here is are hybrids coming back and are EVs waning? And I think EVs are waning for a host of reasons. And hybrids are doing well. Well, Phil was talking to Dan Amman about that, who now runs low, low uh, carbon solutions What's for Exxon Mobil, which is another story, but obviously once ran Cruise for right. GM. Of course, he didn't really want to offer very much, sadly. Um, but that, that's a key point here. Although there is still growth in EVs. It's not as though, Jim, they're not growing. It may no. not be growing at right. quite the rate that it was or that was anticipated. But after that strike, David, you have to start feeling that if Ford wants to make more money, they got to put more resources toward uh, toward hybrid. Toward hybrid. Yeah, hybrid is the winner here. Meanwhile, the national gasoline average in this country is down eight straight weeks to 3.33. It's below $3 in 11 states. Um, and if you look at our Bob futures, that implies another 10% down. Look, I, all I can say is, is that everything's going J-Pal's way. That's going to get reflected in, in certainly November CPI, I right? think so. I, I think that there's, uh, despite what Saudi Arabia says, well, there's, there's too much oil. Uh, I, I don't know other than the fact that I think China is a little bit overstated in growth. I think that we're slowing in growth. I think that we're producing 13.2 million barrels in this country. Uh, slowly, we've been overproducing. And who knows what the heck Russia is doing. But I know that the world's long oil. And that is very bad for our oil companies. And, David, it's very bad for Exxon. It could be. But Exxon's news today is that they're going to be a leader in supplying electric vehicles by 2030 with lithium. And 
the, uh, the reason the that Dan Ammon joined, joined uh, Squawk Box this morning was to talk about the this. Arkansas story. Yeah. They acquired 120,000 gross acres of the smackover formation in southern Arkansas, considered one of the most prolific lithium resources of its type in North America. You want to go down there, you and me? Get that thing straightened out? What are we going to straighten out down Go down there? to Arkansas? And, and straighten what out? Cover it, see if it's real. Oh, you don't think it's real? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? I thought what are you there was talking about? You know, we have rare metals in Arizona. You know what, David? Show me the money. Show you. Well, it's going to be a while till there's money. Yeah. But, um, right. The 26 is when they start. Oh yeah, yeah. In Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. But low sure, carbon sure. solutions at Exxon is for real. Now there are those who wish they were even spending more money, and/or more capital. Certainly not just lithium, but uh, carbon capture, and obviously even direct carbon capture, which. Oxy is sort of involved with trying to do. They announced a deal last week with BlackRock. That seems to me to be a real question mark as well, to whether that's going to actually ever be a prop. Certainly, prop even at scale can ever really work to to, but, you know, to actually create profits that would but that I, would give I, people I had, the impetus to, to I spend had Tom more Jordan money on. One from GoTerra, which one largest independents. And he's just is saying, you've got to see what we're doing, what all the oil companies are doing. Like methane was such a big problem. And now methane, they've really cut back. And the oil companies, I think, are better citizens than they used to be. How about that? Methane uh, has been that? cut back. And then you've got the likes of ExxonMobil electrifying its operations in the Permian, which, by the way, back to the story I cited earlier in the journal, is putting even more pressure on the grid in Texas and New Mexico where electric, uh, electricity production has to increase and will. Right. But is, you know, the demands are, are certainly increasing right, I'm gonna significantly. I'm going to follow that for you. I'm going I'm to get that. I'm going to get who exactly, what goes into a data center, who builds it. I know I want, that. Uh, I want data on data centers. I want to understand uh, how many you, are being built at any one time in this country. I want to understand where they're being built. I want to understand their power supply. I want to know what's going in them, who's right. providing everything that is going into a data center. Okay, so what is the number one business for Caterpillar? Data center. Really? Everyone thinks it's China. China isn't even top five. Right, China's not a large percentage but of the revenue. If anymore. you want to build a data center, you need Caterpillar. And of course, no one likes Caterpillar. They had a quarter, it's like widely dismissed. But that's what, go, they go into infrastructure and they go into data center. Data center is a great growth area, Carl, but you know, everybody shrugs that we could be having a reshoring industrial revolution as we have. We have it going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, conversely, uh, Boeing back to 205, Jim. This Emirates deal is pretty big, 95 jets, almost 60 billion. Uh, regardless of whether China agrees to resume max purchases, do no. you, you like this? Yeah, because Boeing uh, gets the large orders that we used to go to Airbus because they don't make, Airbus can't make the largest plane anymore because there's only a few airports that can take it. And that was a, Emirates is done with it. And Emirates was the biggest buyer of the Airbus big planes, the ones that had the, you know, the state rooms. This is a great deal for Boeing. And I think that this is why my chapel just owned Boeing, but I, somehow I got talked out of it. And that was uh, all she wrote. What's interesting is that we do have a sell on Southwest today at Amelius, in yeah. part because of the problems that Boeing posed for Southwest oh. coming out of the pandemic. Southwest has a Job-like situation. I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, they, they got a lot of work on their hands, and they're also in the worst areas. Can they're in the worst areas. For, what does that mean? The worst well, they, areas. It isn't like they have 
you, you, you needed the international flights. That's where the gouging is. So you want to gouge if you're in the air, airline business. Well, Melius's point is that in the past, Southwest would flood a market with new capacity. The legacies would get out of the way. That didn't happen this time because the no. legacies had so much government aid. Well, that's a good point. I just think that Southwest, they were hurt. They were definitely, they, Southwest probably hurt by, by Raytheon technology. I mean, Southwest is hurt no matter what happens because Southwest does not have the roots. Right. Remember, they and don't then, go to the- Then they had some serious technology technology issues. Right. You want to go against Great and buy some? Look at American Air. You see where that is? No, I haven't. It's like at the level of the pandemic. I mean, it's unbelievable. What happened? Well, they spent a lot of money. Labor's higher. Oil, natural, you know, oil went up big. They, they, don't I mean, look at me. I don't, well, I'm asking. I mean, <laughs> meanwhile, no, I'm not a pilot. This is for pretty sake. good. I mean, every, like pilot? every airplane you're pirate? on is look at the full. Look at a five. Look at a three-year in American Air. You're going to see that the, it's what, unbelievable. What did, what did Buffett say about U.S. Air? Frankly, no airline's no, ever going to no be a wonderful airline. business. No, and he was in United in, uh, U.S. Air. That was look at that, will you? That's that's below. Well, they couldn't earn their pandemic. For years. They couldn't earn their cost of capital, but then they did, and then they became investable well, United for a period better. of time. United's better. Yeah, it's doing okay. Delta's my favorite. You put up Delta, Delta's making some money. But it's just not a great business. It's back to not being great business because uh, oil's not good, and mostly because Zoom changed it so you don't have the big execs flying up front. You just have tourists, and there's been a, a kind of a degradation of the tourist traffic, but the people who don't work at, uh, at the office do not also commute anywhere. They, By the way, Dave, you see the study which says people who work at home? I mean, People work at, at home, don't computer, which says that they basically don't work. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that study, no. Did <laughs> you see that? I mean, uh, the people who don't work at home, I mean, look, people work at home, it's not like you're looking at them and saying, hey, what are you up to? I mean, you, they have a jacket on their chair. This I don't know. This is the world we live in now. I think many companies are happy with three. They ask for four, they're happy to get three. Friday everywhere is just a ghost town. I mean, a <laughs> It's, you walk down around here, there's nothing. Don't you think you could Nobody really advance on the rapidly if you came in on Friday and sucked up to the big guys? <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't that the way? That's what I tell my kids. Right? I mean, you suck, <laughs> they're all, they're suck up to the big guys. They're going to be they five do. days a week you leave in after, the office. You make sure you're there. You put a, your chair, you know, you should have your coat on it. When you go out for a brewski, you come back. Right. And they, they're like saying, hey, I'm going to make that guy senior vice president. Totally. Hit that guy. Let me tell you something. The, the kid who does that. Jamie Diamond's success. <laughs> right there. Advance very quickly. Right there, David. Very quickly. Sadly, no. though, there's a do. huge... All the people you're learning from are probably not in the office either. So that's, oh, well, that's well, the so issue. You, so you go up to Jamie and say, listen, my name's Jim Kramer, and I'm 28, and I want to run the firm. I work six days a week. And I think he says, all right, I'm tired. <laughs> Is it going to say, He's I'm tired? He's like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> you're 28. Go ahead. It's your tired. firm. <laughs> I'm tired. Tired of being. Ever- Please take it. I, I find it unbelievable. I came in at 4:30 every morning because I found that I was first and I wanted to be first. I left last. I had great numbers, and that's how I did it. Okay. So these other people who don't work on Friday, good luck. Good luck. What are they going to end up being? 
Jim? I have no happy? idea. I'll tell you what the, uh, yeah, happy. happy. I don't know what a career looks oh, like anymore in the modern age. I thought they were going to be replaced by AI. Well, of course they will. I mean, it's only a matter of time. If they don't come time. in on Friday, they're going to be replaced in AI. Because they're going to be replaced by AI because who knows what to do when they're not there. Well, hey, you well, know, Jim's not there on Friday. Well, what does AI say? Let's get in the, let's get the AI. we're all going to be replaced by No, AI. that is also wrong. No, it's that is also wrong. we're still wrong. not going to know when, when you work hard. When we get to general artificial intelligence, and then when it's, I mean, we're still, I mean, just don't worry. We're still doomed. <laughs> we're, not, we're so not That hasn't doomed. changed. We just advance if we work harder and use co-pilot. And we go nowhere if we don't work Friday, but that's happy. See, there's this whole new thing where if you go nowhere, you're happy. I mean, I, you can check in with the Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama's got that game plan. Or the Dalai Lama. I hear, <laughs> I hear he's good. He's a big hitter. <laughs> Well, Jim, how was Dalai Lama's numbers last year? That's what I want to know. I don't know, man. I think he was like, did he even win five games? I think he's like the Panthers. He's the, yeah, he's like the Panthers, the Dalai Lama. Um, Jim, if you if you are trying to understand at least the U.S. consumer, is there going to be a better data point this week than Walmart's call? No, and I think Walmart's going to be real good. I mean, like real good. I think Walmart's going to surprise you the upside. I think it's a really great year for Walmart. Plus, if anybody's been to Walmart lately, they look. So good. They are electric. Walmart, I mean, you can go to just the power side. I bought a pair of boots at Walmart. I'm telling you, crushed it. I go fishing. I don't go to Dick's Sporting Goods anymore. I go to Walmart. Really? Oh, man, Walmart's got the sporting goods story. Boom. Clothes, boom. Fresh food, boom. Debbie's donut, cookies, not so boom. No? It used to be. You went in there, and it was crawler heaven. You know that? I, I don't, know. Well, now, David, the fresh food aisle, you would not believe it. It's just the organic aisle. Mm. You would not think you're in the age of Walmart, I'll tell you that much. Can you, you know what's an amazing chart is, is year-to-date Walmart versus Target, which we'll also get. that, because Walmart is so wow. cheap. And they don't have the theft problem either. They've been cracking. There it is. Why? Why? Yeah. Walmart's much cheaper, and Walmart has gotten more fashionable. And Walmart is cheaper, everywhere. More fashionable. They don't have the same shrink problem either? They don't. Sometimes they have like police in the stores. I mean, nobody's better than TJX. they got all those undercover guys. But uh, David, I want you to go with me to two of my Walmarts and they're going to blow you away. You will not believe this. And that the stuff, by the way, they don't want to talk about it, but it's like from Bangladesh and it's from, you know, Honduras. They, they, it's like a United Nations. They make it from. It's not, and it's not that much China. That's what's really cool. David, there's school supplies alone. School supplies. Versus Michael's. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go to Michael's for crafts, but not for anything else. Interesting. For everything else, I'll go to Walmart. You guys should just do a doc where the two of you shop. Don't aisle you think? after aisle, well, Walmart's I a killer. Well, I just follow him around. Yeah, you'll, you'll basically, yeah, yeah, exactly. When I took I'm my like, daughter there. Leave, please. To, well, I'm not going to Walmart. <laughs> Get out of here. Walmart's all canned goods. It's all canned stream beans. The stream beans are fresh as the day they were picked. You're sitting in the chair by the fitting room Always. where he's trying every stuff day, on. Yeah. Every time. Every time. It Although, used to be they only had size 48 waist. I do waist. remember Walmart. All they had was 48 waist. Now they have my waist. things of Malamars That's at the so count over. front David, That'll get me in there. David, the, the 48 waist is finished. And even Tyson Foods is up. Yeah, because of Wagovi. Yeah, it's done. No, it's just that 48 waist. Walmart's not Brioni, but it's not that far. 
That's a good quote. We'll see what we get later in the week. Uh, a big week for retail earnings. Quick reminder, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club or just use the QR code on your screen. Takes you right there. As we go to break, man, Fed speak. Almost two dozen speakers this week over the next five days. Right now, yields are a bit elevated again on the news of that Moody's negative credit or negative watch on Friday night. We'll be right back. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. I don't know, Carl. Last year at this time, NVIDIA was at 149. Now it's at 482. <laughs> uh, today, NVIDIA unveiled its H200. Now, this is the highest high-end chip for training AI models. This one's not on the table with China. This has already been uh, ruled out. But this is going to be the fastest, and it will not be hot burning. So David won't have to worry about his his uh, grid. Yes, won't have to worry about his grid. And it's it says right here, it will not supplant humans. <laughs> it does not say that, but no, it does. It's, it's very, it very, it's very, very important to know that this is the one that everyone's been waiting for because it burns soft, and it is the one that can really, I'd say, make it so that you can do executive decisions. It's no longer going to just be dumb. It's going to be smart. Speaking of smart, you got a smart guest on tonight. I have Sarah Eisen on Formula One, taking the world by storm. Oh, oh my God! Look, look at that! that. Look a nice squack, picture. squack on the street. Yeah. Oh, squack on the street. I, squack. No, it's not. This um, is a special. I think we're going to go with it's squack. It's not squawk. On the street. It's squack tonight. Look at that squack. Oh, look at Sarah out there, the racing pit. I was supposed to race, but I did um, a Coca-Cola 500. It had the fewest people ever watch any program in the history of CNBC. <laughs> it was really great. Came in number 78 to 78. And uh, we disavowed any knowledge of it, kind of like Mission Impossible. But this will not be like that. This no, it won't. No, this no. is going to be widely yes. used. Yes. This is ne- next NVIDIA, David. This is it. Yeah, there's a ton of buzz around her doc. Look forward to tonight, Jim. We'll see you at 6, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. When we come back, Wedbush's Dan Ives will get his tech outlook for the next year, including where AI fits into the picture in a minute. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.